Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ukulele on the Ground podcast. My name is Aldrin Guerrero, joined by these two lovely gentlemen. Mr. Aaron, the voice, Nakamura, say what's up, Aaron. What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend, Fergan, say what's up, Kahai. What's up? We are here. It is Thursday, 1 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time. It is time to talk it up. Let's just talk ukulele, guys. This is uke talk so to speak. So you guys can ask us questions. We'll try to answer them as best as we can. Or I'll try to answer it as best as I can. These two guys will put in their two cents and we'll come up with the best answer possible that the three of us can come up with. All right. Um, no matter how we get the questions via email, via voicemail, via uh, Ukula on the ground plus, or we are live right now. So you guys can uh, chat it up and ask us questions in the chat. We can do that as well. So let's go. Kai, give me the first question. Mm. Yeah, we didn't have questions over the week. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of looking to check it out. So, um, I, I, okay, uh, I had a question, but uh, I already answered them, but maybe we can talk mm. about it. Sure. Uh, they asked if putting a low G on their uke would cause damage to it. Mm, very good question. Okay, um, it just depends on the uh, on the tension of the strings. Really, that's all it is. And if it fits on the nut. But as far as having it do any kind of damage, I would say uh, not, you know, not really, as long as you're following the tension. And what I mean by that is if, uh, if you have a, say, a tenor ukulele and you get a tenor low G or a low G string that's meant for a tenor, it should, you know, it should be able to handle, like your ukulele should be able to handle that tension that, um, that the low G has. But you just have to make sure that it fits in the, in the slot, in the nut and in the, in the saddle. Okay. Really, that's, you know, that's the, that's the biggest hurdle because sometimes you you get a, a thicker string like a low G but it might not sit well on the uh, nut that's meant for the skinnier string of a high G but as far as um, you know is it going to do some damage to you you cannot really because um, I've and I've experimented you know for, for years on, uh, on if it will do some damage I've taken um, cheap soprano ukuleles expensive soprano ukuleles and I've, I've even put like tenor low G strings on those and it's you know it's been okay but just so that we're in, you know, we're, we're playing it safe. Try to stay within the same, um, uh, same size. But I have experimented with different size, bigger size, small size. Um, it, it all kind of works the same as long as you're not going smaller. Okay. And what I mean by that is, uh, as long as you're not playing a tenor ukulele and you're trying to slap on some, like, um, some soprano strings on there, then it will, then that might be a little bit too high as far as the tension goes. But if you take, say a um a soprano ukulele and you slap on some uh, some tenor strings and and a low g strings uh it should be okay but really you know because every ukulele is going to be different you want to make sure to uh, to kind of slap it on and 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 test it out you know try to tune your ukulele if it's going to you know uh it's going to go in in tune then uh, and you still got some slack here on you know on, on the g it should be all good but if you feel like it's a little bit too tight then uh, then don't you know don't go any further you can kind of base it yourself but for the most part in my experiments i found that no you know um immediate anyway immediate damage was done to my uh, my instruments and i use a um my martin low g uh ukulele all the time and that i have never taken off that low g and that's a uh, tenor low g that i put on there when the, with my tenor uh um agaq set it wasn't like the the brown one that i have now it was like 
uh, an old one that I kind of slapped on. I think it's wound, like a wound low G, and it works fine. You know, like um, I haven't really had any problems with it. The ukulele is still great. You know, even though it, it's like a, an ukulele from like the 70s, the um, the uh, the bridge is still there. There's no like coming off glue or anything like that. It's uh, it's fine. I've been experimenting, and it's okay. I think I can. You know, conclude that it's it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Devin asked that, or he said that he's had uh, difficulty with Loji breaking on his uke. It mm. seems like more often. Uh, is that because it is likely pinching in the slot? Maybe you know, like maybe it's uh, it might be too small here. So you're trying to like force that that Loji to fit in uh, in the nut, therefore kind of pinching it smaller. So it might be like bigger than the you know than the high g but not quite big enough for a low g string and you're probably just kind of forcing it in there therefore like kind of pinching the uh the, the string oh here this way pinching the string break, smaller where, um where yeah is, that's that's a good question yeah. too like where does where it is break the string breaking yeah, yeah. it kind of depends yeah uh we'll see <laughs> when <laughs> yeah but yeah i've i've tried many different ones i've tried a um i've tried a new martin ukulele I've, I've used my you know old vintage martin ukulele i have a super soprano kanilea and they're all like strung up with like tenor strings and it's uh it, it's okay because i do like kind of fatter strings uh on my uke the only um like Oh, I did put some soprano in there just to test out the AGAQ sopranos. Um, and, it, you know, if it's soprano strings on a soprano ukes, of course it works. But, um, yeah, I've, I've experimented with a bunch of different ones. I've, I've had, like, collie ukes before that I've strung up for, you know, for some friends that are uh, that are not for the size that they're meant for. And I put low G in them, and they're fine. So yeah uh, Devin okay. says it does break near the slot yeah so, so that's probably it it's probably yeah. pinching so what you can do is um is go see a luthier about maybe widening the slot on the nut that's yeah. that's really you know, if, yeah if you're putting uh wound strings too uh i know mm. that sometimes the uh slot in the nut mm. can be a little bit like sharp or have just like mm. kind of some yeah. imperfection mm. and yeah if you take it to a luthier they'll just like you know kind widen of it scrape up it and be really careful because it's Smooth only it like, you know, it's, I don't know, it's micrometers, right? <laughs> yeah. But then just that is like, it might be kind of catching on the ridges of your wound string and then like making it so that it unwinds and gets, uh, or what is it, like weak and then it just breaks eventually. <laughs> well, yeah, so going back to the original question, I think the one of the only examples of it, uh, like having a low G string that might, compromise your ukulele or like damage your ukulele mm -hmm. would be is if you have like a plastic ukulele mm, and yeah, you're using yeah. wound strings yeah so like so with the fluke the fluke mm -hmm. has a plastic fretboard mm -hmm. where the frets themselves are made out of plastic mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure that like the the kala waterman mm -hmm. and like yeah, if you have like the older tv mm -hmm. pal or like the mm -hmm. outdoor ukulele they're mm -hmm. all pla like fully plastic without um, metal frets mm -hmm. and so if you're using metal wound strings that can eat away mm -hmm. at your frets and just having it on there yeah so yeah. 
So that's one example of um, when mm -hmm. you probably shouldn't use a, at least wound logis. Yeah, that is that's why you use an unwound logis because yeah. you you do have logis on yours and you have a fluke yeah. with a plastic. Yeah, and I have damaged it before. I think I I had a wound C string mm. on mm. here. Oh yeah, old GHS old school. <laughs> yeah, and then I did notice that it was eating away at my frets, and so mm. I quickly changed it. But it's still like I think one of these where I can. I can move the string mm. and it'll catch on that little divot that the wound part mm. made. Yeah, man. Like I remember being in high school because GHS strings with like the that wound C string were all the rage and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because you know, like that's what Troy Fernandez uses, so that's what everyone's gonna use. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, I I used to have to go change it like every like every month or every other week or something stupid like that because like. Uh, here on the second fret, like the fret wire would eat away at like the, at the string. Uh, it's like aluminum wound, you know, yeah. for the C string. It would eat away at the string. And it's always that. It was always kind of scary to play it because sometimes, uh, I wouldn't have the time to go to Kapa to like pick up a set of strings mm -hmm. because that was the only music shop in town, like back, you know, back in the day until like, uh, Scotty showed up. So I'd have to drive like 40 minutes to go to, uh, to to the music store here in Kapa to grab a pair uh, a set of strings and whenever it would kind of break and my parents didn't have time I would always be so scared because it's like seriously hanging on by a thread like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah actual threads yeah usually they, those aluminum yeah. wound are like uh, nylon mm -hmm. threads inside yeah that's wound with aluminum so the threads would be like you know would be exposed yeah you can see and it. it's scary have you seen those yeah like, and that was common. It was like a super common uh -huh. thing. And, uh, and after that, I think somebody introduced me to, uh, to Martin Clear strings. And that's when I changed over because I'm like, I can't just keep getting these GHS. Yeah. And they don't even, so I mean, sorry to like GHS lovers out there, but at least the GHS from back then, it didn't even sound that great. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah. cause people were like, no, the black strings sound so good. And that's just what you hear, you know, in the, uh -huh. in the schoolyard, it's like, oh yeah, black strings. It's, it's, it's better than the strings that, mm. that's on your you know stock ukulele yeah which was true as which well, is yes which right? is true but the stock uke strings were like suji or like fish you know fishing line and stuff it was yeah, not and, you know and not not super not high good quality ones. yeah not good ones yeah <laughs> so when i got the uh the, the martin strings they were clear strings but they were didn't have like that greenish hue you know that like that fishing line had but I remember coming in and they're like, ah, oh, junk that one. Like, you don't have the black <laughs> strings. And then I'd start playing and like, yeah, hey, that sounds pretty good sounds, for clear, yeah. for clear strings. And uh -huh. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like these, yeah, these are way better. There now, was a now. stigma. Yeah. For, yeah, for yeah. a little while at least. In the nineties. It was yeah. just like, yeah, black strings. That's like the best one. I'm like, oh, okay. Cause you know, like, um, Troy Fernandez would use it, like Herb Olsen Jr. Uh, not, well, I guess Jr. too, at, at you know, at some mm -hmm. point. But like everyone, like all the professionals used it, and I just didn't understand why, because like that, you know, that aluminum wound C string was just it stuck out like a sore thumb in you know Sonically, sound wise too yeah. you know and feel wise same thing. So like I would be playing like a lot of picking, and that you know there's. There's kind of this separation here, like <laughs> on the on the second fret wire, uh, and I would still play it and still play, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I mean, if if you were to ask me if I was scared every time I played it, yeah, I, <laughs> I definitely was. I was like, this is gonna snap, and my face is right here looking at the string, uh, you know. So it's gonna like just snap and whack me in the face, yeah. Which never happened, but 
it was always a fear. <laughs> uh, yeah. There was a stigma of like black is you know black strings is better. Yeah. Like, you know, that, so so even um even that too right like mm-hmm. if you have like an aluminum wound string it has like a higher chance of digging into your fret itself yeah. and then mm-hmm. that can wear it like over years mm-hmm. it might wear down just that section of your fret. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah. <laughs> and and that that would be like the only downside or like yeah the 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 only examples of it actually damaging your ukulele yeah. is if you're using a, a metal wound string mm-hmm. for any of your strings and especially if you're you if you have a plastic ukulele like a plastic fretboard or yeah but for the most part you, you do want to just like just play it by ear you know like slap it on there and uh, and start tuning you know to uh, to the low g if you feel that like oh man the string is pretty tight it's gonna snap i feel then like okay well maybe not that then maybe <laughs> you can't you know but for the most part i've never really come across that if anything like the uh the tenor you know the tenor strings that i put onto my um onto my soprano are a lot more loose because they're thicker so i don't know i've, I've always kind of liked um like fatter strings on on smaller instruments but you know like don't, <laughs> not, don't not take, everybody likes yeah that. not everyone yeah. likes it so don't take it as you know as like oh well dream sets it's like it's what all dream likes <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's subjective i think in your story too yeah. right like don't because we see this like that there's uh trends with strings right mm-hmm. the new strings come out and people go like oh have you heard about these strings mm-hmm. they're like l- l- the best everybody's yeah. talking about it and then it's like, you know, uh, we try it out or something. Yeah. And then it seems like when new strings come out, everybody's mm-hmm. talking about it. Everybody's talking about how good they are. And then it kind of dies down a little bit. And then that's when people start going like, oh, they're okay. You yeah. know, like when the more <laughs> level-headed reviews come out. So. Yeah, whatever, you know, whoever the bell of the ball that week, a flavor of the week is, yeah. guy, that's like us people. Remember this, and I hate to talk bad about, like, about string sets and stuff, but these are just our opinions. Remember when... Like the carbon strings came out and everyone's like, man, yeah. these, these strings are like the best strings. They're so loud. <laughs> we tried them out and it was not good. <laughs> One out of 10. Like, did not like it, sir. <laughs> yeah. So sorry for those people who it's, use carbon and they, they, you know, if you like it, then that's cool. Cause that's, yeah, that's for you. That's, but really, yeah. you know, it was a little bit too bright. It was just, it, it almost sounded metallic. It was so bright. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just, I didn't that's, like it. Yeah, and I guess that's what people, some people wanted, yeah. right? Like, they wanted it to be super bright and almost sound like an electric guitar or something. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it, it's p- ter- totally fine mm-hmm. if you try out all these new strings. Mm-hmm. And then you try out one and it's like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get what the mm-hmm. hype is. Like, it's all right, right. but it's yeah. not great. To each yeah. his own. Yeah, that's kind of I like uh, Diodario or the Dario. The Dario. <laughs> yeah, the Dario. <laughs> we say Diodario, but uh, that's I say Kamaka, you say Kamaka. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. So they because um, they have they've been making strings for a long mm-hmm. time, and it was sort of Jake that that you know created yeah. that Pro Arte set yeah, on J71s. his own. J seventy ones. Yeah. And and then they started marketing it as ukulele cool. strings, mm-hmm. but it's once basically they it guitar out. strings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, but they like sort of at when was maybe like two thousand and six, seven, eight around there. Mm-hmm. That's when they came out with their new line of ukulele like specific strings, mm-hmm. and they had like a range of different types. Yeah. 
And so if you look at look at their website for ukulele strings now, they really can direct you towards like the type Whatever of sound, sound that you for. look, yeah, that you play, like the the type mm-hmm. that you play. I, so I I think um I we've always recommended them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like are if you yeah tried and true. Yeah, if you just look at their website and I, try try different sets from what they offer, like you have, that's a pretty good base of mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah. I think that that is. I mean, carbons are from Diodar, yeah, like, so <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we're saying. But like that, their string, um, kind of like the organizer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I think the best way is just to get all the different sets and try it out for yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's that's a good place to start if you want, wanted to try out a bunch of different. Because I think even their strings, their string separator or something, mm-hmm. they put like carbons on like. Oh, it's on the warmer side. <laughs> and I'm like, no, yeah. it's not. This, yeah. is, a, this yeah. is a bright one. Your definition it's as of... warm as my fridge. Uh, so it's like, uh, so, I don't know. But, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is like, it, definitely mm-hmm. go check it out. We'll put it in the link below. And, you know, you can uh, see how they separate the strings and see how they categorize it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have descriptions on what they're supposed to sound like. <laughs> and so so I would say like based off of the their their descriptions, maybe uh, choose three or four that mm-hmm. you know sound like that might match your style mm-hmm. and then try them all and mm-hmm. then yeah. make your own decision based off of that. Um but I mean there are there are tons of other brands of strings mm-hmm. out there too and so definitely try whatever, you know, whatever interests you. But but yeah. leave it to your own ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. With anything. Because even Devin, he said that it seems like he has a, a string in particular. It kept mm. keeps breaking. Mm. He said it was this cool brown string in the highest end of strings. Oh. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. It, it, and if it's breaking on your uke, like if that same uke keeps breaking the same string, you mm. know? Then it's like probably that you has like yeah. something in the slot, mm. but if you're trying out multiple ukes and it just like whatever uke you put it on, it's it's not working. Then it just might be that string set. So yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I was gonna say that like uh, the whole Jake playing J seventy ones and then them marketing it as a set of strings is a classic example of like. You know, small instruments using like uh, like the the bigger size gauges, kind of like that. Where, you know, I, I use that example of like I experimented with tenor strings for my uh, for my soprano ukulele, but really those tenor strings were guitar strings. So like those guitar like nylon guitar strings I used for my soprano uke worked just fine. I'm not saying everyone should do it and stuff. I'm just saying that like I've tried it out. It was okay. I tried out with several different ukuleles. I have, uh, you know, I have a guitar set on an ukulele that I own right now, and it's it sounds all right. Um, yeah. But what's the other thing that I was? Oh yeah. Uh, can you just go over that really quick um, that? for people who are confused about using guitar strings? Oh, on. okay. So and, and so that's yeah. It's not not metal guitar. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, okay, okay, and that that's good because that leads yeah. me to my next thing. So um using classical guitar strings. So the nylon guitar strings, um those are actually compatible with uh, with most ukuleles, okay? So if you get a set of uh, of nylon nylon guitar strings. So the guitar strings um from from the bass strings to the, you know, to the high string on the bottom it's going to be E A D G B E. 
Okay, those are the six strings. Now, if you take the D, G, B, E, which is the bottom four strings, which are the the, um, the treble strings on the uh, on, on the guitar, classical guitar or nylon string guitar, um, that works perfect for low G, C, E, and A. So on, if, your, if, yeah, on your ukulele, on your tenor uke, uh, soprano, whatever, you know, and you can, uh, you can use those. Those are totally, totally okay. As long as they're relatively high tension. Okay. So like, um, for example, the ones that, uh, Jake uses for his, um, you know, for his ukulele is Diodario Pro Arte's high tension strings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you can probably, you know, if you're using a high G like Jake does, he uses a, uh, I think, extra high tension for his CEA and high tension for his G. Or and, and that's like E string, Yeah, that's right? the E, yeah, yeah. E string on the guitar, G string on the, high G string on the ukulele. Okay, so um, if you want to create a set of uh, high G, because I just explained that, you know, the bottom four strings, DGBE works just fine for low G ukulele. If you're trying to string a high G uke, you take GBE, which is the bottom three, and you use those as your CEA strings. And uh, you take a second E, like a uh, high E string on the nylon string guitar, and you can use it for your high G. Preferably a, a different tension than, um, than the one that you're using for your A string. But if not, it, it works also if even if you use the same one um, that should be okay um, I was gonna say that like you know while we're talking about like string sets that we used to use back in the day so when Jake was experimenting he didn't go just go straight to like uh, to Didari Pro Artes he was using for a long time uh, Savarez red cards which are plastic wound um, strings on the ukulele. Those are okay, you know, they're nice, super duper bright, um, but they do have kind of a sound to them, like uh, that kind of plasticky sound. If you're into like bright sounding strings, but then uh, having good clarity and tone, I would suggest you try the uh, um, Savarez Red Cards, which are the high or extra high tension or whatever it is. Um, which is really cool because uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen those ukes with like the two white middle strings. That's basically what it is because um, some Severus red cards have a wound C and a wound E string. So that's what he used to use when he was in the band Pure Heart, which really matched the sound because it was a nice kind of brighter, you know, brighter sound in his ukulele that matched what uh, what that band was kind of going for when he went solo. He uh, he went straight to Diodario strings, nice warm for solo ukulele playing. So, so. I mean, yeah, and, like if you're gonna get Diodario strings, yeah. like if you're thinking about doing what Aldrin is saying, mm. just buy the Diodario sets, right? Yeah, the, the ukulele yeah. sets because they're basically the, the same exact. The guitar yeah. strings just repackaged mm. as ukulele strings. Yeah, and but those even, are guitar strings. And even like uh, Savarez, right? Like you yeah. can get the guitar strings, but they also make ukulele, ukulele sets, sets yes. now. Yeah. So I would suggest like trying out their ukulele sets yeah. first. Yeah. Because it is expensive to buy two packs of, uh, of guitar yeah, strings. Yeah, so you don't yeah. really need to do that anymore. Yeah. Most, mm. most companies have like jumped on the mm. ukulele bandwagon and just repackaged for yeah, ukulele. What I, what I used to do is I used to just buy like E's, like high E strings. 
Yeah. Like go to like uh, music stores. Yeah. Single, yeah, yeah. single E strings. Go to music stores. Like, do you guys just sell single strings? They're like, yeah. Just give me as much E strings as you can <laughs> yeah. of Diodoro Pro Artes. And just like, oh, here's that weird guy again taking all our E's. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you can, if you can get it like that, because mm-hmm. the, the music stores, right? They get yeah. it for like, they get the retail price, right? Or like yeah. they get it wholesale. Just, as like a huge bundle where they get mm. like hundreds of strings mm. at once and that's usually just for them to like restring when somebody comes in with an instrument they're like i only broke my a string mm-hmm. then they can be like oh we'll just restring your a string and then that's it mm-hmm. we'll give you get you yeah. on your way and but, now the internet exists too so there's like strings yeah, by mail or yeah. just strings and you could just buy individuals if you yeah. really wanted to do what Aldrin was saying using yeah. guitar strings for super strings. old school though. that's like but most <laughs> yeah I think most companies have dedicated mm. ukulele string sets now yeah. so you don't really have to do that it's like you could use an abacus but calculators exist yeah, <laughs> so you yeah. can just use a calculator <laughs> but it's there abacuses are there yeah. even even like what you said right yeah. if you buy a string set and you use it with a low G you're still getting two extra strings that what are you going to use it for? Like, you know, just can throw it away or like give it to yeah. your guitar friend yeah. or yeah. whatever. You're, so, you're always yeah. breaking E and A's <laughs> or whatever. Oh, you yeah. Know, my, go. my biggest strings. I'm, you know, yeah. I always bring. Oh, man. So, yeah. I think I think recently I broke like a low E string and I was so like confused as to why it broke because i'm like why why this one out of all the strings it was that one it was recently too it was on my uh my martin um acoustic guitar and like the the low e broke how does this happen yeah a guitar string is like pretty thick a low e string so it shouldn't break yeah i don't know why but it 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 broke and I, oh, so it's kind of like your C string breaking. I've never broken a C string on my I, ukulele. It just I think it's the same happens. thing for guitar too, right? If you break like a G yeah. string or yeah. like up, it's like, yeah. whoa, what? How did this happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. E string like or that high E, totally normal. Happens every day. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where you just throw your guitar off stage to the tech and then they throw you like a brand yeah. new guitar. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fix it. yeah, in my case, just give it to Jake Shimabukuro. He'll go home and fix it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while he lends you his ukulele. Yeah. Ah, that story was confirmed, double confirmed by Jake himself. <laughs> yeah. Good guy, Jake. Anyway, uh, yeah, next question, Gahai. Uh, Enough string talk. Yeah. So Chris and Sue, they mm. uh, were asking... Uh, when using uh, or they're asking what scale should you play for like a blue improvis- improvisation uh, for example when you uh, playing a d7 g7 a7 chord progression which scale is best for soloing uh, and they list scales like they mm-hmm. list d minor pentatonic yeah d blues d minor d major etc so yeah basically um the pentatonic, like a pentatonic scale. So if you're, you know, let's just take it nice and easy and, and do C. So like uh, blues would be C7. Or oh, just use their C7. Okay, okay. G7, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Then. <laughs> just trying to make it easier and do it in C. Okay, now we have D7, G7, and A7. Okay, so we got our, um, our pentatonic of... Okay. 
<laughs> I always <laughs> just think of my girl when I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of a pentatonic scale. That's all just... Yeah, yeah. Start with a simple one and then add notes. Yeah, add notes to it. So here's the notes that we have. So maybe let's just take the first three. Okay, so we got... Uh, you want to play that, that, uh, that D blues for me? One, two... What is it? D. Let's add one more, this right here. What is uh, it? G7. G7. <laughs> and A. And uh, you can use a minor pentatonic in there as well. And that works too. So a minor pentatonic. So we got... So here's a... What? Uh, so what? So originally you're playing a D major pentatonic? Yeah, yeah. And then now you, what uh, well, minor pentatonic? We're doing pentatonic. a D minor pentatonic. So let's try that out. One time. One, two, ready. Just a D. Sorry. Then a second note in the pentatonic. Now the third note. Now let's try one more note. Add one more to that. That last note. And then you can play the notes in between. So uh, for blues, <laughs> depending on how what what you want to do, um, the minor pentatonic works, the major pentatonic works. But really, it's just about your note choices and how you play each note. Because um, just like we showed you, one note, two note solos are great. You know, regardless major or minor. 
because in that blues, you can use a major pentatonic or a minor pentatonic. Both works, okay? So if you want a more bluesy, more kind of sad sounding, of course, you're going to go minor pentatonic. But if you, you know, it's, it's a regular, it's weird to say happy blues, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, you want to sound more major, more, you know, kind of bright, um, you can definitely use a major pentatonic, you know, for blues. And you can always play the notes in between. So don't feel that you're, um, you're confined to just those five notes in the scale. One, two, three, four, five, and then that that last note is same thing as this. Or which is the major. One, two, three, four, five, and then the six is the same thing as this as usual. That's how I always remember. Yeah. It's just like it's always my girl. Think my girl. That's the uh, that's the major pentatonic. So <laughs> which, <the> safe notes. <laughs> yeah, whichever yeah. one. So let's try the uh, major pentatonic, and I'll try to play the notes in between. So once again, it goes. So I can do. See that? Everything. Yeah, yeah everything basically everything. Yeah. One, two, ready, go. That was my bad. <laughs> Whatever, you know, just uh, just just have fun with it. Really, just stick to the uh, to stick to the pentatonics. Once you you get a little bit more comfortable, you can kind of look outside the box and see if you can. Um, so we're resolved to like to the pentatonic notes. So what yeah. I'm doing when I'm playing the notes in between, as long as I'm resolving to one of the pentatonic notes, it should be okay. So when I do something like a so when I tease that note that's not in that you know in that that major pentatonic scale, I always go back to the uh, to the note that is. So remember that these are the notes. So let's just say two, four, and six on the uh, on the C. So I can do something like so play that five, but then resolved in that four, which is a safe note. So I'll play that five again, but resolve to the six that time. I can do that. So I slide it over, play that last, you know, that one basically, because these two notes are the same. Uh, I mean, like a, a major part of blues is like your um, self-expression. <laughs> self-expression, but your confidence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just. So like that, and that's one of the things, like Mike said, right? If you mm. play a wrong note, uh, the worst thing you can do is like play a wrong note and then like make it sound like, oh no, I made a mistake. <laughs> so what you can either do is uh, you get comfortable enough to where when you play a wrong note, you'll hear blues players do this. Like they play a note and they're like, oh, I didn't really think about it. And I ended mm -hmm. up playing a, not a safe note. Mm -hmm. And then they just slide into like a safe note to resolve, right? Yeah. Or like, you know, you show you're really confident and you go, no. I'm going to play it. Like, I, I intended to do this. Like, I'm just going to yeah. keep hammering into it. Yeah. And then I'm going to, like... Love those. I'm going to... <laughs> it's, like, basically, right? Like, 
I'm going to tell you when I want to resolve. Yeah. Not, you're not going to dictate to no. me. I love those. So, so play that again. Let's, let's try one yeah, note. Like this, all the wrong notes. This note right here, it's totally a wrong note. It's not in the minor pentatonic. It's not in a major pentatonic. It's so wrong. It even sounds super wrong. Yeah. Let's what is, go. What is that? G sharp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, two, ready, go. Yeah, just, just as long as you resolve at some yeah, point, some point to back to your, your key, it's fine. People, when people start off right, they freak out because they're like, "Oh, there's so much notes to pick mm-hmm. from that I just don't know what to pick from." But like, that's the thing about the blues. That's the great thing about the blues too is it's such a simple mm-hmm. chord pattern, mm-hmm. like the twelve bar blues, that you know it's gonna repeat. You know, like you can hear when. The change is coming up. Usually they'll do uh, chord strumming like Aaron did, where it's like dun 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 dun. They get faster, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's it's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> the change is coming. So if you're on that wrong note, and you know, it's like you're on that wrong note, you hit the wrong note, you know, you made the mistake. Mm-hmm. You hear the dun 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 dun. It's like just hammer it in then, like dun 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 dun, dun and then because that's tension. Yeah, it's gonna resolve. And then yeah. when it lands on the next chord, make sure that you move up a fret or mm-hmm. move down a fret, and you you're pretty much solid. Like you got it. So it's all about building that. You know, like don't don't be worried. Like yeah. blues isn't meant to be. We're not we're not playing classical music. You don't have to play in this key by the set of rules. It's all mm-hmm. about like. Oh, you're playing kind of sloppy, or, mm. you know, but you don't care anyways. You just keep playing. So I mean, like, <laughs> it doesn't even have to be blues. There is a, uh, since we were uh, talking about Jake earlier, um, he likes to put those notes that are not in the scale and it drives me crazy. So, like, <laughs> uh, on the um, recorded version of Me and Shirley T, he goes, C, right? Mm-hmm. Live, he will go, Uh-huh. It just hit this note there, which is a Purposely. flat five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a C flat five. And it's just like, just to give it a little tension, because he's playing solo, so it's not like, you know, there's there's anything that will kind of contradict his decisions. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, oh, it's so great. But you kind of, those are the ones where, like, you kind of have to know what you're doing. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I I couldn't pull that off with confidence. <laughs> I'd be like, do you, guys, do you guys hear that note? <laughs> like, you know, I'd be so yeah. self-aware. Like, uh... Yeah. Or like, if you do it with confidence like Jake does, no one would even bat an eye. They're like, oh, okay, that's how it is now. <laughs> that's how he plays it now. Yeah. Yeah. Either you make those notes, no choices on purpose, mm-hmm. right? Or you want to be confident enough where it sounds like mm-hmm. you did make it on purpose, even if you didn't, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, I think gaining that confidence is a huge thing to sounding natural in, you know, especially the blue style. Mm-hmm. But yeah, any style, you can make it work, so... 
Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's so much fun. I hope you guys, you know, are uh, are having fun playing together because Chris and Sue, you know, like the the advantage that you guys have is there's a two of you. So one person can be strumming, the other person can be, you know, um, doing the doing the blues licks and stuff. So, you know, take advantage of that and just really experiment to see what you know um, what sounds good and what doesn't, and use the other person's ear to kind of let you know because what sounds good to you might not sound good to the other person. So just kind of work together, and that's how you guys will improve. You like, yeah, you guys probably are comfortable with the major scale, so mm-hmm. start off with the major pentatonic. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, like Algene, you know, did right now. Is like start playing like a couple bars with the major pentatonic, and then it's like when you're feeling it, it's like, okay, I'm gonna try and break out of this, you know, I'm gonna try and go over like wherever mm-hmm. I wanna go. And then just, I mean, when you're, you guys are playing together by yourselves, mm-hmm. that's the time to experiment, you know, you don't have to worry about like, yeah, oh, is there the, what is the audience gonna think? <laughs> yeah. You know, what is anybody else gonna <laughs> think? And that's like, I think if you hit a wrong note, right, like that's, pretty fun when you're playing with somebody you know yeah and you hit a wrong note hey, and you're, look, you're looking for their reaction yeah. right you're like did you hear that and you just like yeah. you know just try and it's almost make make each other like smile by your playing see what you guys can do with that so. yeah watch watch any like a little friday live jam where like i'm gonna go like oh i hit a wrong one oops i guess this is whatever now or like i'll start soloing out of nowhere it's probably because i'm trying to cover up for something that i did i think Right when you, when yeah. you play something and then you hear like me and and Aaron start like kind of laughing, that's yeah. when it's like a clue to like yeah yeah, oh, yeah. that that's yeah that's yeah or sometimes clean. I'll repeat it again <laughs> just yeah. to be like yeah okay that's how he meant to do it yeah. I guess <laughs> yeah. and and like people can't see us but uh-huh. yeah that's when we're probably like smiling like okay yeah, yeah I saw what you did there I get it <laughs> I got you like a true professional guy. <laughs> Yeah. I think I'm one of those. I think it's, I'm one of those professional musicians. That, that, well, that that is like a kind of a cool thing that you can do when mm-hmm. you get proficient at music. Is mm-hmm. you instead of talking to the audience, right? You're talking to whoever you're playing with yeah. with your music, and yeah. you're you're just like, did you did you catch that? Did you get that? <laughs> and if they like, you know, look at you, smile, or they respond with their own playing, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, oh, we're speaking the same language. We're, we're vibing. We got I, it. I remember back uh, when I first started jamming with Mike and, and the jazz band that we were, you know, that we were playing with. Um, I brought some of that jazz stuff over to this other trio that I was playing with, which is uh, Kaili and Kaniho. So you guys have probably have you guys most likely Faith. seen the video from uh, Faith, right? Yeah. Faith. So those are the, the other two guys that I play with, and um, we play the song called Kona Kaiopua, and I think we did a. Uh, a thing of it on our Instagram. Yeah, I think yeah, we uploaded that song on our Instagram. And uh, when we were, when I was first jamming with Mike, and I'm like, oh, so it's jazz music, and you just play whatever that I guess, right? <laughs> like these, here's the chords. And when I'm when I'm doing the uh, the picking, as long as you know, just like with with the blues, as long as I'm resolving to something. And um, and I was using that trio kind of like to like to test the uh, you know to test the waters. And I remember Kaili is like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm like, awesome, because I didn't know what I was playing, but it sounded. <laughs> cool it's jazz i guess yeah, yeah. look out abel grievous that's kind of like i feel like uh music is like mm. eating spicy things right because mm. like you start off with like uh you know habanero or something it's like oh this is pretty hot but yeah. when you get used to it you're like i could use a little bit more yeah. spice in my life what else and what else is there <laughs> 
<laughs> and like you were saying, right, you, you want to resolve, right? Yeah. But there's a point at jazz where you get to high-level jazz, mm-hmm. and they're like, no, we don't want to resolve. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're not going to let you tell us what to play. We're going to yeah. just like make this not sound... You know, th- this doesn't technically sound good, <laughs> but this is for us. So, yeah, like, we don't care. I think that's that's what happened to that Jake song. Where he's yeah. just like, it's just for him. It's yeah, like a complicated yeah. chord of like C flat five instead yeah. of just playing C, just to satisfy his own like. Okay, I'm looking for something else. I play yeah. C every time. You know, like on. I know the ukulele is C by heart, and I hear it in my sleep. I need something else. I want I, a flat five. <laughs> I bet that, that that's probably satisfying too when he's like playing it right and looking out at the audience, and they're all like. Here comes the C resolution. Mm-hmm. And then when he plays that, he, he just sees like some faces go like, ooh, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, that's right. Don't enjoy this. I don't want you guys to enjoy this. I started doing that flat five a lot. Like whenever uh, we would end the song, I would add the flat five. Like, But I would do like a major seven flat five. So, uh, so instead of like ending in G, for example, like which would be the G here, I would do a G major seven and I'd flat the five. So... <laughs> play that nice beautiful chord so I'll do a uh, do that like a C D G one two three four as long as I'm playing <laughs> yeah as long as Aaron is playing the G that flat five I've learned to appreciate it and that's you know that was like yeah. a, that was like a Jake like me and Shirley T thing that he yeah. did but well, I'm just like oh it sounds better with the major 7 so I added my little sprinkle thing in there yeah <laughs> well well, that song is supposed to be about like yeah. getting a sugar high yeah right? yeah that's true that's true so that's true. maybe that's <laughs> like in his brain that's what he's thinking is the sound of like that sugar high tinge of the sugar <laughs> high mm-hmm. yeah. isn't, isn't that like the cool thing about music too like the more you learn the more mm-hmm. things you learn how to do yeah then you can add it to your own repertoire and your own songs like start to change and evolve too. So it's it's like, even though I wrote this song, you know, five mm. years ago, it doesn't mean that the way that I wrote it is like mm. the final way that you have to listen mm-hmm. to it. Mm. I'm going to add what things that I've learned, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Cause we've always kind of compared it to language and stuff, you know, the more, uh, the more things that you learn about music, the you know, like the, the better your vocabulary becomes. It's kind of like saying this fish is good. You yeah. know, it's like this fish is delicious. Well, it's like, oh, it's, no, it's better yeah. word than good, but it's, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. And, and like, <laughs> both are good, right? Like, yeah. both, both work fine. And that's where it's like language and music is like situational. There might be times where you want to just say, oh, oh this is good. It's and then exquisite. Yeah. <laughs> and when, when you use like words or when you use things like that, right? That's when you, you can get uh, reactions from other people and mm-hmm. be like, oh, you also know this word too. Yeah. Wink, wink. Oh. You speak quite eloquently. Yeah, <laughs> we we are in the same club. Oh, oh I see. Mm. Tiny, tiny. Pick yeah. you up. Yeah, yeah. I too watch Kevin Smith films. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good. Two local store clerks speaking big words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, ah, yeah. Next question. Um, Sehewa has a question specifically mm. for uh, UU 102. Okay. And in the homework for UU 102, you mm. do like uh, on the C scale, just mm. on the C string, yeah. you do skips, right? So oh, you yeah, go like yeah. okay. 0 Dumb. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you go up to 7 and then you go back down. Oh, okay. So, so. yeah. 
something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. But he asked, um, how do you exercise your fingers so you don't move them more than one inch higher? Oh well, control. That's really that's really the best way to uh, to explain it is just control. Just mm-hmm. kind of like uh, have your fingers on the uh, on the fretboard already, because you know as long as it's not touching the string, you can be pretty close to your you know to your strings this way. So just start out with just the uh, the first five frets. So put your fingers on two, three, four, and five, and then like uh, place them on the uh, on the string then just lift them up like where you know half uh, half an inch to an inch high like this okay and then just do the first part of zero four two five two four zero and just try that and then just try to move your fingers around without moving you know uh, without lifting up on those fingers higher than an inch so it's about here uh, and then just move on to the next thing I was going to move on but I, <laughs> I <laughs> chickened out at the last second <laughs> he goes so I'm still keeping my fingers you know, my fingers down so I'll use my ring finger for the 4 porn finger for the 2 pinky for the 5 and then just as I play that 5 my, my finger shifts Pointer finger on the on the four now, pinky finger on the seven, middle finger on the five, sliding it over, pinky finger on the nine, or I mean I guess it only goes up to seven, but yeah, you know, yeah. if you want to go up higher, you totally can. Uh, but yeah, so just you know just, just doing it just for the first three or four notes, and then see if you can get that far, and then move you know move past it to the to the seven. So really, I think I mean I haven't you know I haven't taught one or two in a long time, but I think the um, uh, the intent was that you could kind of practice that here, and then just moving it by one, and then moving back. So it's not like super difficult where you're constantly moving. So you kind of just do. So you just kind of move it up here, and then move back. Super common. Yeah. Where it's just like you're in one position, going over to like to the next position, back that same first position, then open. That's that's the kind of exercise that like mm-hmm. I, I like to call like a TV exercise. Yeah, because you sh- you can just do it while you're watching TV, yeah. you know, or as long as like your the noise doesn't bother you mm-hmm. or like hearing the TV, you know, you, you can listen to the TV and play at the same time. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, yeah, just like start that off slow and then like. Yeah. You know, make sure all your notes are clean. But then once your notes are clean, just like play it without even thinking about mm-hmm. it, right? Like just move your fingers without even you're paying attention to the TV and your fingers are still moving. Yeah. So. so while you're watching your favorite episode of Doug and watching Doug and Skeeter hang out with the with the Beats what at the a, front of the Honker Burger, <laughs> you can you know <laughs> practice. What your, is a <laughs> what is a specific Doug episode that they should practice with that that? Um, who? Let's, let's go from the first one because after the first one will be hooked. So go watch Doug Bags and Nematode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's the very first episode of, uh, of Doug where he moves from Bloatsburg over to Bluffington. Yeah. <laughs> Devin, uh, Devin said... Got an empty cash. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Devin. Uh, Devin said that at least Kahai doesn't practice while in the bathroom. Uh, that's what you think, Devin. Yeah. yeah. When did he say that? <laughs> when did he say he doesn't do that? 
There, <laughs> that was an Andrew Molina thing. That's oh, <laughs> was it? Yeah, yeah. He said he he practiced he practiced. Oh yeah, in that? the toilet the, or something. Yeah, in the bathroom for the, <laughs> the acoustics. Bathroom. Yeah. Oh man, sure, Andrew, uh, <laughs> for the acoustics. Yeah, yeah. I've I've done that. I've taken my guitar, my speakers into the bathroom, and I've played. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. Kahai practices his card tricks in the bathroom, what what makes you think he doesn't practice his guitar in the bathroom? I don't practice. I don't. There's, uh, you want to explain what you're talking about? A oh, poop deck. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a poop deck. So, cardistry <laughs> people, they actually have something called a poop deck. That it's like a deck that, you know, instead, like, people have magazines in their bathroom to read while they're using it in the bathroom. Yeah. These guys the keep a deck in the bathroom specifically just to, you know, practice while they're in there. Yeah. And really, like, they're some of the best cardists in the world, so... <laughs> They have a deck for every room of the house. <laughs> I think, well, me and you were just talking about this, right, Aaron? Like, when you're, you want to get something better at something, eliminate all your excuses for why you can't just do that activity, right? Yeah, or just, yeah, lower the barrier to entry. So, so it's not like, yeah. One of those, those things is if you keep your ukulele in a case, Mm-hmm. then it, that's one more step between oh. you and your ukulele. So if you have like a beater uke, mm-hmm. keep yeah. it wherever and then you can just pick it up. So there's no excuse of you not playing. Or, or just like there, there's like one less <clears throat> mental hurdle between mm-hmm. you and practicing I, or you and like just playing it. I think that's where, where we see like kids who their parents, you know, they're like, oh, I got them a $50, $100 ukulele mm-hmm. just to start off with, right? Mm-hmm. And if they keep playing... Then I'll invest more money yeah. into mm-hmm. their ukulele. Mm-hmm. But this is their starter ukulele, and they just carry it around and they just play it. Yeah. Like we Bang see those up. kids improve. Like I feel like we see those kids improve a lot more than the adults who are like, "I'm an adult. I have money to spend now, so I'm gonna get my thousand dollar ukulele yeah, right the from best, the start." The best <clears throat> one that I can afford for right now. Yeah. But I'm so afraid of playing it hard or playing anything or mm-hmm. taking it around, so I only leave it at home. And I only play, you know, I set aside time where I can take it out of his case and then put it back in his case. It's yeah. Like, yeah. And um, then that way too, right? There's a division between like, oh, there's practicing time and playing time and mm-hmm. like the rest of my life. Yeah. But if it's like, if there's like a little division between that, then it's more likely that you're going to just play it Pick whenever. It yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why it's kind of funny, right? When people go like, oh, what do you think about noodling? It's like noodling is is like that's not even like uh you don't even have to divide time for that <laughs> that should just be whenever you pick up your ukulele then go noodle like, yeah oh it's time to noodle it's time, time to noodle to, yeah so <laughs> don't feel like you gotta set aside time <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i mean I, I think that really is how you get better is mm-hmm. you you just want to play all the time or yeah. as much as you can i mean confession time I too, when I was starting, uh, uh, starting out, played in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, like I had a poop uke, I guess, <laughs> not a poop deck, or my uke was a poop uke. <laughs> like it, it was just, also like, I, normal, yeah, it was a norm, uke. normal uke, uke I took to school. You know, my my friends were none the wiser that they were actually playing my poop uke. <laughs> yeah. Sanitized, but yeah. <laughs> clear i don't do that anymore but yeah i was so excited i actually played it everywhere and like um <clears throat> i'd bring it to my room and you know like 
I would uh, I would have to turn off all the lights just to kind of show my parents that I was sleeping and stuff, but I'd still kind of like be playing. And that's why I used to play in the dark, and that yeah. got me to play better, honestly. Yeah. You know, because my my parents would hear it, they just knock my door, like just go to sleep, stop <laughs> playing, just go to sleep. You have school tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, all right. I think yeah, just play as quietly as possible. Or just those are the days, man. Just do exercises with your left hand, right? I I do that too. Like at night, I'm like, I don't want to bother my parents, so I'm just doing stuff with my left hand and not picking or anything. Yeah, but like, uh, yeah, I think that's. uh, I played trumpet. I started off with trumpet, Mm. and I think that's what like killed it for me is like having a a sheet that you know I have to turn in at the end of the week that says. I practice 30 minutes five days a week. And at first I'm like, yeah, 30 minutes is no problem. I do 45. I do like an Mm. hour or whatever. Mm. But then it's like, I don't want to play it 30 minutes today. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to fake it and then ask my parents to sign it. (laughs) And then it became like a point where it's like, I just don't want to practice at all. But with guitar, like I just had it right next to me. And whenever Mm -hmm. I did anything, it's like something that I could pick up and I could yeah. try playing a song or do whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're not timing yourself. And you're no. Not, yeah. and my, my mom would be like, are you actually doing work? Because I see you like your homework because I see you at the computer and you play guitar for like five or ten minutes and then it gets quiet. <laughs> and then you play guitar for five or ten minutes again. And it's like if you probably added up all that time, I probably played way more than 30 minutes, mm. you know, but. It wasn't like I set aside time mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm timing myself or whatever. So yeah. maybe there are people who do like that. But for I, I think if you're like, uh, I don't know, me, you, you probably that mm-hmm. wouldn't help you at all. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I've never turned in one of those like, throughout high school. I was supposed to never turn in one of those. Got A's anyway, Kahai. I don't know. Log. Yeah. I think, yeah, we were supposed <laughs> to do that too for high school. But Paleka? Yeah, and then she was like, okay, well, you guys can either do this or you guys can take the playing test and prove to me that you guys can play, right? Yeah. And so I didn't turn in that, and I, I didn't do well on the playing test either. So, because, like, all, all my life, I've yeah. never been good at playing sheet music. So, mm. or sheet music or what they tell you to play. Mm-hmm. I've always learned through my ears. So even, like, when they're like, okay, play this part from this measure to this measure oh. i'm like looking at other people being like okay that measure hearing what they play <laughs> like, okay i think it's right there and that's what i'm gonna play okay yeah You're one of those guys <laughs> so sometimes like i could slide by and then other times pull is like no that's that's not right at all <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you don't know what you're playing it's like i don't know what i'm playing so yeah you so gotta make you happy me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm playing, and you're my teacher. So where does that put us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike texted me once yeah. where he's like, "Okay, play the scale," and I yeah. played it, and then he's like, "Okay, what notes are in the scale?" And I was like, "Well, why do you need to know the name of the notes? I just yeah, played yeah. it." He's like, "No, what notes are in it?" I'm like, "Oh man, Mike, come on, let me off the hook." Yeah. I could play it. I thought we were friends, Mike. Why are you, why are you thrilling Speaking me? Speaking of which, I tried to get Mike in today, but he had to work today. So uh, Mike is actually come in um, pretty soon. He's gonna try to see if he can switch, uh, switch, switch schedules with someone so that he can come in on a Thursday. So we're gonna have Magic Mike back on. He's uh, he's all good. I've been you know I've been talking to him. We've been hanging out um, at, at the store. I've been needing some stuff in the store. Uh, yesterday I, I saw him and I bought a um, tambourine for my latest video because I needed. 
a tambourine. I don't know where my tambourine went. <laughs> Do you, is it here somewhere? Because I might have left it at the other office. I don't know if we oh. like, put it in one of these boxes and stuff. But I bought one, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Because I think that was Mark Baldonado's tambourine. Uh-oh. I've never bought a tambourine in my life, but for some reason, there was always a tambourine at my house. <laughs> and I think it belongs to the one drummer that I had. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't remember it, so I guess it's mine now. Speaking of which, uh, Mark also wants to come down and, uh, and and do a Thursday, so we'll have some you know some casual guests and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know that I mean, Jake was a he was a huge guest, but we you know, got casuals also casually just come strolling in. So uh, if you guys have any music theory related questions, ask us because you'll never know when uh, Mike pops up, and when Mike pops up, um, Kahai will. You know, we'll yeah. get those questions in, and we'll try to ask Magic Mike. I, yeah. I think uh, Kathy wanted to ask like a music theory, oh, yeah? uh, particular question. Cool. So, but like, if anybody else has like, yeah, that uh, music theory question, and even mm-hmm. if it's like not necessarily a hard music mm-hmm. theory, uh, Mike can probably give you like the best answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> best. Best answer and like backstory <laughs> to it or yeah. more information. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, thirty minute answer to a two minute question. Hey, he'll <laughs> yeah. he'll give it to you now. But like uh, one thing that you guys can also ask is um, Mike not only you know knows music because he was uh, he was once a music teacher, but he also works at a music store. So if you guys have any like you know questions that you would ask somebody that works at a music store, he could probably answer that also. So uh, he is a treasure trove of information, and we're glad to have him back soon. Um, yeah, so look out for Magic yeah. Mike in the near future. <laughs> Mark and Mark's specialty is like Mark's a drummer, so yeah. if you have like maybe rhythm questions, yeah. he could help you out with yeah. that. He's also a ukulele. He was one of my yeah. first ukulele teachers, so mm-hmm. Mark's a cool dude. And if anything, he'll just come and hang out. Very and, casual, you know. Yeah, and then Mark also uh, writes music, writes and mm-hmm. makes music too. Makes so beats and stuff. If you're yeah. into like the creative process or you have questions about that, we can yeah. try and yeah, send yeah. that over for. To, uh, so, some cool friends are stopping by. It's like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. <laughs> some of our neighbors just stopping by and saying hello. Uh, uh, wasn't there like a train track or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so we should have a train track and you see like Mike and Mark in the train. <laughs> and waving by. Yeah. Hi, Magic Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and Magic Mark. Half Magic Mark. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, send in your questions to, um, you know, to, to us. Kahai, where can they send the questions to? Sorry. Uh, I, I just saw you do that. So Yeah. Can, uh, yeah. You can send questions to uh, questions at ukuleleunderground.com. Questions at ukuleleunderground.com here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if you're a member, you can click on that like uh, little circle in the you can bottom right. There, yeah, we'll get to it. You know, when we uh, we can. <laughs> yeah, just if it's for Mike or Mark specifically, make sure that Specified. you put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool beans. We'll see you folks next time. Uh, Tomorrow we have Aloha Friday Live Jam. That's always fun, and we all we also have. uh, live coaching tomorrow and next week it's already next week we have our open mic once again thursday thursday yep friday a thursday after uh ukulele underground podcast we have another open mic so yeah get those you know get those chops um nice and sharp so that you can play for us on thursday that's going to be right after this show next week thursday it's going to be at what's that two 
2.30, We'll be in there early, but uh, official start is 2.30. So. Yeah, so it, uh, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of cool people just hanging out, and we have a lot of people playing. And, uh, you know, sometimes we get some cool guests and stuff, so you just never know. We'll see you folks next time. Hello. Oh. Uh, well, I was going to say, uh, the song challenges are tentatively due next week, yeah. uh, Thursday, too. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Tuesday is the uh, first of the month already, too. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, new lesson coming on, uh, coming on Tuesday. For those of you folks who likes, uh, you know, the Hawaiian music, something to look forward to, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, just, let's just say this is something that you would want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> right, Kai? Yeah, uh, <laughs> what, I was trying to think of another like uh, what's another Hawaiian pun? <laughs> yeah. Wink, 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 wink. Yeah. So uh, that's 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 hene hene over to uh, to the the lesson when it comes. <laughs> oh man, I, I hope people are excited about learning uh, what's, what's in two- this life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope people are excited about learning that, that fly song that he oh, does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I still love that one. I yep. wish we could do that one. But we'll see you folks later. Aloha. Aloha.